RadioInfluence.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Forking Around Town podcast. This is your host, Tracy. And today I have one of one of my favorite people who I've known for, gosh, I ha- I'm just going to say 12 years. It's my around that time, I would say. Um, Denise Mistanza-Taylor. How are you, Denise? I'm great. Thank you for having me, Tracy. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, no. Thank you for joining me. And I'm I'm excited to do this on video because um, it's I haven't done this, I don't think, ever. So a little something different. And it's nice to be able to see someone when I'm talking to them rather than just being on the phone. Yeah, well, now I got to be careful. I like lipstick on the teeth. And- <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. What's going on here? <laughs> I know, right? No, I'm like that, too. Yeah. Well, we're both we're both working moms. We're busy. I know I've I've today's well, every day for me is 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 crazy. Today has been no exception. But, you know, first of all, I wanted to um, I, I'm really excited to have you on today because one of the things that you and I seem to talk about every now and then, I think we're on the same page is just, you know, we're both I don't know how to say this the right way. We're, we're both getting older compared to a lot of the people that we seem to be around most of the time. I find myself, I feel like I'm in these groups of influencers and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm you know, I'm in my 40s and they're all like in their 20s. But you and I have a lot in common and I really appreciate how you're always available when I need someone to talk to you about personal things. I, I appreciate that so, so much. And you, it's funny, whenever I think about, <laughs> when I think about, like my journey of when I got started with the whole blogging world. I mean, back in the days when we actually wrote these elaborate articles on our websites, you were one of the original people. And I just remember seeing you at different events. And I was always so impressed by you. I'm like, she does so much. And you were actually one of the people that inspired me to to get into running. I don't know if you knew that, but you really Did were. Oh my yeah. gosh, girl. Why are we on video? You're going to make me cry. No, but it's true. I I mean, (laughs) no, you were, you were. Cause I always thought to myself, I'm like, how does she do it? Cause I always felt like I was failing all the time. I was like, I'm trying to be a mom. I've got two kids. I'm working a well, two full-time jobs. And I felt like I, I wasn't really doing anything right. And I thought, God, how does she do it? She ran this race and did this. And I wish I could do all that. And then it took a couple years before I got into running, but you know, once I did, I realized I was like, "This is something I I love," and I'm so glad I did because it really changed my life. And um, but and that's actually why I wanted to you know have you on today because when it comes to life balance and health and wellness, you're always one of the top people on my list of people who I feel do such a phenomenal job at balancing everything. You oh really my do. Gosh. Well, it's true though. <laughs> Uh, it's all smoke and mirrors. No, <laughs> no. Okay. So yeah, running. Uh, it's funny that you say about running. Cause even though my handle is run DMT with my initials, mm-hmm. um, I feel like that's less of who I am now. Like I feel like running is, is not so front and center as it used to be. Like I'm still doing healthy, you know, living the healthy lifestyle, still trying to stay fit and, you know, eat all the things and that are good for you and fuel your body. But running, um, you know, when I got injured back in 2015, I had to really reevaluate everything that I was doing. And so I run a, a lot less now, but, and, you know, but like going back to your point about balance is, 
you know, when I was doing so many marathons and constantly training and, you know, I could feel my, like everything slipping away, you know, it put it, all the training put a strain on my marriage because my, you know, I wasn't here for my husband. I wasn't here for my family. You know, it's important to do things for you, but and it's important to find that time for self-care and doing the things that you love to, you know, to find, you know, time to reinvest in yourself. But, you know, it does when you go overboard, you tip the scales a bit, you know, and there is no balance, you know. So I had to when I got injured, I really I had plantar fasciitis. Um, I really had to, to reevaluate what am I doing? You know, obviously I'm doing too much if I've got an injury you know, I'm doing too much. I'm putting too much strain on my body, too much strain on my marriage, you know? Um, and I had to figure out what it is I really wanted to do. And I think that's the beauty, you know, you, you're saying about, you know, being in the room or in these groups with all these younger influences, I influencers, I think the beauty of getting older is having that, um, ability to really sit back and self-evaluate you know, um, we're, you know, you, you want to do all the things, but your body reminds you that you can't. You know? yes. And yes. so, um, you know, you really have to fine tune and dial in to what is truly important, you know? Um, yeah, I, you got to learn to let go of the FOMO, right. With all these influence influencer groups and you get invited all this stuff or you don't get invited all this stuff. And yeah, realize, you know what? No, I really don't need to be. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. So, but about the balance, I mean, I think, you know, I think that's kind of a myth too, you know, because, you know, you know, trying to find the ultimate balance of making everything seem like you're moving along and doing everything right. You know, um, it's really hard and you kind of have to, you know, some days I feel like I'm being pulled into like a thousand different directions. And other days I feel like, wow, I'm doing nothing. What should I be doing? <laughs> yes, I go crazy if I don't have like 20 things to do on my list, you know. But it's funny you say that, though, because I was at my body reminded me this past weekend that I am doing too much. Um, yeah. I know you and I have talked, but it's it's I'm in my fifth month of just really being heavily involved in working out. And I am proud to say that since I started this, this journey that I'm on that I'm loving, and I don't ever want to look back, I have been religiously working out six days a week, even if it's just going for a two mile run. I'm literally at the gym probably five days a week, it is probably one of the best things to happen to me recently, aside from obviously my children, my 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 dogs, and you know, and my job. But I, um, I took a boxing class this past weekend, which was fun. I've done it before. It's just been a while. And I also, in addition to that, I had been pushing myself a little bit. So I did the best damn race half marathon this past Sunday, which, yeah, we, I have to be honest with you. Though, I thought I was going to be all ready to go. I'm like, I am in better shape now than I was on my last half marathon back in November Wow. I struggled and I think it was from doing the boxing class the day before because I used muscles. Oh yeah, you got yes. pressed your legs the day before. Yeah. And I didn't. And um I thought to myself, wow. And um it was it was harder for me than I did two half marathons back to back, um, Halloween and then two weeks later for St. Pete Run Fest in November. Ooh. And I yeah. I was fine. 
And then this one, I thought, I don't get it. I've been doing all the things and I feel like I'm in shape. And, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it was, um, it was just a little bit of a wake up call that I did too much. And it's sometimes you gotta stop and take a break. It's important. Yeah. I I remember the days of, you know, when I was a marathon maniac or, uh, what do they call it? Uh, half, half, half lunatic. What are the half marathons? You're only half crazy is what they say. Yeah. So the, there's an actual like group, like you can be part of and, you know, to like earn this, like a badge or something, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's really not good for your body to do that. I know a lot of runners are going to disagree, but yeah, no, that's, you know, doing those races back to back. It's just, you know, there, yes, there is a subset of athletes that can do it and it, they feel nothing and they're awesome and they can keep killing it and killing it. But, you know, the rest of us average Joes, you know, we need to just pick and choose the races that we want to do and really, you know, be be content with mm-hmm. just, you know, doing your best at that race. So, um, yeah, I'm actually getting back into running again. Um, side note, I just started training for this is how bad it's been for me for being like a non-existent runner. Um I I'm starting all over again. I'm running. I'm doing the couch to 5k. Hey, sounds like my kind of race. (laughs) Yeah. Like I, um, I, well, I mean, I can run a 5k. Don't get me wrong. I can do it, but I want to do it better than I, you know, like I want to, I want to, you know, I used to be able to do um, a 5k under 30 minutes. You know, I think my best time was like 27 something. And I'm like, wow, I, I would love to do that again you know, but I haven't really been focusing on running. So now my goal is to kind of do this couch to 5k kind of thing where I'm going to, you know, that two minute run is going to be like a fast run, you know, like to get back to where I used to be. But I'm also teaching in my homeschool co-op, I'm also teaching a couch to 5k with these kids that their ages are like, I think the youngest is five, all the way to adults. So I have some parents in this class, like, and we're all doing the couch to 5k together. And, you know, we're teaching, I'm teaching them the intervals, how to run, you know, run, walk, run, walk, like the Jeff Galloway method. Um, so, and I'm telling them that, you know, forward is a pace where, you know, I'm giving you the tools to try and do these intervals. You know, we're going to get longer and longer interval running to walking ratios, um, run longer run ratio, excuse me, a longer run versus a walking interval, um, you know, it's going to be like, we're going to get longer and longer and, um, you know, and it's okay if you can't run that, you know, you're going to find the interval that works for you to get to that distance where you finish, you know, um, because, you know, to be honest, kids don't learn how to run in school, right? You just like, they tell you to go do a lap yes. <laughs> when we were in school, they would just say, go do a lap. And, you know, you, you know, most kids, hated it. And so I'm trying to teach them how to do this. And so this is motivating me to get back into running, to be a better runner than I was and, but not going overboard with the running again. Yeah. And you're, you know, and you're right. That's, um, that's actually what I'm trying to do before. It was just for me, I just want to finish. That was always my big thing. I didn't care if I was slower I just wanted to run without walking and my times were really never that great. But I was like, you know what though? I ran, I never, I never walked. And now I'm, I'm trying to change that a little bit. I want to be better. Like I'm trying to set 
goals for myself, you know, because it's important to really track your progress. And after this past Sunday, it was a huge wake up call for me. And I really learned, I'm like, okay, I have to really take this and, and start small with just, you know, shaving off a minute off my time and then, you yeah. know, maybe improving with other races. Did you, did you train before you ran that half? I know it's been since November, but did you try and get some training runs in or did you just go cold? No, I did. And that was another thing, but you know what? I can honestly say I only really trained realistically from my very first half marathon in 2017, but I've always been a runner. Like I would run, but lately mm -hmm. I've been more at the gym doing more weightlifting. I have found that is really what works for me. It's weird. Mm -hmm. Like, and it, I don't know. I totally get it. I totally get it because that was my shift too. Yeah. That was my total shift. It was like, cause I think with the running, it's like, for me, like to get, to be a better runner, you've got to dedicate to running. Like, mm -hmm. so that means you've got to run at a minimum of three times a week and you've got to do the sprint trainings and you've got to do, you know, you, you've really, to be a faster, better runner, you really have to dedicate it to, to yourself, to it. Mm -hmm. So to, if you're start, but if you're in the gym and you're lifting weights, what did you say? Four times? It sounds like you're doing at least four or five times a week, right? Yeah. And I, I do cardio when I'm there too. I really yeah. mix it up, but um, yeah. 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 So if your goal is to get stronger and you're in the gym on the wellness floor lifting weights, well, you're going to want to lift heavier and heavier because that's your goal, right? To get stronger, you got to right. lift heavy. So so I'm okay. That's why I was okay. I wasn't running as much because I was doing other things to stay fit and to stay active, you know, and I, my goals changed, you know, but now this year with 2023, I actually registered for a 5k. I'm like, okay, I'm motivating these kids with this couch to 5k. Now I need to do something to motivate me. And that's it. I'm like one and done, Denise. Don't go crazy. Don't go back to that old way. You know? so, <laughs> Don't go back to those crazy marathon running days. But yeah, it's funny because I have, I think about it. Like I, I know Gasparilla is coming up, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And everybody loves doing all those challenges and, you know, they're going to do the, what is, I don't even remember what they're called, the Bud Light Challenge or, you know, the, you run the, the 15K and then you run the 8K or you run the 8K or is it the 8K and then the half or all yeah. those crazy, right? I have no desire to do that. Like I, it's, it's wild when you're in a place when you know, this big event is happening and you're like not even an ounce of FOMO. Like, you yeah. know, you're in, mentally in a good place when you're like, yeah, I, I've got my, I've got my skull medals. I've got them. I'm good. I, I don't need to do this anymore. I don't need to go. Cause I thought about it with the training for this 5k. I thought about jumping in for Gasparilla, like, Oh, I could do this. And then I thought, yeah, no. <laughs> no, the challenges a are a lot. They are yeah, a lot. Um, a lot of people. Like, God bless it. You know, it brings so much money to the city, and it's a wonderful thing. But for me, um, I'm just not ready to get back in the thick of, like, thousands of people in a in a corral again, you know. And, uh, yeah, it just or, – or here's the other thing. Getting up at, like, 5 a.m. to get to the race. <laughs> time, yes. you know, and you're like, got to get good night's sleep. And I'm like, you know what? I'm getting good night's sleeps without having to get up 
and do a race. (laughs) Like there's, cause you don't get a good night's sleep because you're so worried. There's so many times before a race where I'm like so worried that my alarm is not going to go off and I'm going to be late to the race and I don't sleep the whole night, you know? So I'm like, no, we're good. We're good. And then Mm -hmm. I think about training for a marathon and it's like, you know, for, to train for a marathon, you need, what is it? Um, Oh gosh, how many months? It's like four or five months of training to get, you know, cause you got to get from, you know, zero to 20 months, 26, well, 24 mm-hmm. miles or something, you know, you got to start from the beginning and I'm like, yeah, 20 weeks. No, I'm good. I'm good. I've done them. I'm good. <laughs> See, that's what I've never done a full marathon. And I, I promised myself as long as I don't get injured, knock on wood, I really want to do one at the end of this year. So I actually, yeah, I'm scared. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm scared. A half marathon, I'm good with, but doing a full one is scary to me. Yeah, no, there's so many good training plans out there to do a marathon that you just need to dedicate. Because don't forget, if if you're running a marathon, your goals shift. So you're going to be less at the gym and Mm -hmm. more running. You know, and then you got to make sure you're fueling your body properly. So your goals will shift. So you just have to make sure that you're dedicating the time to the running. That's, yeah. that's it. And for me, I'm like, yeah, mm, I don't really want to dedicate 20 weeks to training for another marathon. But having said that, I was teetering with the idea of doing the A1A half mm-hmm. next year. Actually, the last time I did the A1A was in 2015. That was the very last marathon I ran. And I thought, hmm, two years, I could do the A1A half again. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, that's not. That's, oh, I like it. I like it. Yeah. And it's a flat course. It's flat. And yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun one. Yeah. Or I could do the Gasparilla half because it falls, you know, they're right around the same time. Like Gasparilla, I think, I think A1A is President's Day weekend and then Gasparilla is the the last week of the month, the last weekend. So they're very close to each other. Yeah. Well, there's, um, there's a trainer at my gym who I've actually talked to and he is a marathon runner himself. So he's actually perfect. I'm going to start with him probably in May and I'd like to do a full one in October. I, I want to do a destination race though. Tight though. Right. Yeah. Maybe not like June, July, August, or October. Yeah. You're about right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Because I did um, Chicago, and I think we started training around that time because Chicago's in October. So that would be fun. I, I love Chicago. But yeah, Chicago, like, it's a beautiful city. city. <laughs> I think I think about the food too. Talk about pizza. Oh my God. Chicago pizza. Like, are you a New Yorker or Chicago? Well, I like Thin Crush Chicago. I'm not, I I do like the deep dish. Don't get me wrong, but I can only have maybe one slice. I mean, I struggle finishing it, but I have, um, it's it's like a pie. Yeah, it is literally a pie. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, it's like, I'm not allowed to say that because with my family being from New York, I'm not allowed to admit that I do love Chicago style pizza. Mm -hmm. Like not, not the not the pizza that we get here. Like, it, yeah. like you said, like it's actual pie. Like yes. it's amazing from Luminalty. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I, um, when I still lived in California, I had gone to Chicago. I have 
I have family there. So I went to visit and it was funny because I took a red eye flight and this is back in the days when I can't, I could never do this anymore, but I just remember leaving from California, having all kinds of drinks on the plane, getting in super early on like two hours of sleep. My cousin picks me up. It was a weekend. We go do all these things and then we go do a 10 K and I wasn't used to the, it was summertime. I wasn't used to the humidity. I think that weekend is one of the worst of like hangovers I've ever had because we were, I mean, I, Hey, I'll just say it. I don't care. It's embarrassing, but we were at some Irish pub and I'm not a shop person, but after the red eye and already being hung over and drinking all day and the, and the race and everything, I passed out in the bathroom and then we went to someone's house and I, I did it again. (laughs) No shame. We've all had our moments of like, you know, uh, you know, drunken, mayhem that we've all had those moments and those stories, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and actually that's what I, I did want to actually talk to you about today is, um, you know, you and I have talked on a personal level about, you know, sometimes in life you go through little phases, you cut back on certain things and I've been in it now. Um, I'm proud to say since August 28th of just abstaining from alcohol and a big part of it was just, you know, I wanted a lifestyle change. You know, I was, I just feel like it was just becoming so much of a crutch for a lot of things I was going through, just depression. I And you don't, you get so into it that you don't see it. And then once yeah. I took it out of my life, I was like, holy shit. Like, look at how much better it's I like feel. Yes. Yeah, it's like an awakening. It's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it goes back to mindset, right? And goals, right? It's again, it's a shift in mindset, a shift in goals. So, um, you know, you're on a track to bettering yourself. And, you know, when you're eating healthy and you're eating all the right things and you're fueling your body, this one thing go is counterproductive mm-hmm. to this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So again, about balance, you know, so I applaud you for recognizing that this one thing was, you know, really causing some, you know, negative vibes in your life and you removed it, you know, I think too many people rely heavily on alcohol to fix problems. You know, like you've had a really stressful day or you've had a really stressful week and you're like, I deserve this. I deserve this, you know, and they drink it to make themselves feel better. But then like any substance, you know, that you rely on to, you know, to kind of cope it, you need more and more and more of it. So, you know, the one drink, you know, isn't enough anymore, right. you know? Right. So definitely recognizing that, yeah. that you, you know, that you're in a better place because of it. So many people, you know, just won't let go of the bottle to, to even try, you know, to go without. Yeah. And it's weird because like I said, you know, I, I've lately, I've just been in this mindset where I'm just, so intrigued by people's stories and listening to like what led them to, to stop drinking. And of course people, I, I, on Instagram in particular, there's a lot of accounts I follow and there's people that they had something really traumatic happen that, that they stopped. And there's others that nothing really did. They just made that decision. And that's kind of where I'm at. Like I didn't have anything bad happen to me. It was just, I just, I don't know. It was weird. I woke up one day and I'm just, I was done and I've never experienced this. Yeah. And when you think about like, 
oh, you know, like, like I'm not saying you do this, but like a lot of people count their mic- macros and a mm-hmm. lot of people count their calories, you know, to, to lose weight. You want to be in a caloric deficit. But then, you know, you'll do all the right things and then you're going to have this one glass of wine, which is like 120 calories, you know, or 140 calories. And then you have another and another. So you're doing all these things to try and live your healthiest life. But then you're going to eat this or drink this one thing that's going to be, again, counterproductive to what your goals are, you know. So it's it's good that you, you know, you went you thought to do this because you were trying to be healthier and you're like, Oh, I'll just try it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm in a bad place. I mean, just get rid of this. So a lot of people just, well, and I think because sometimes it's just tethered to so many social functions, right? You're like, well, if I'm not drinking, I can't, I can't go to that event. Especially we were talking before about, you know, being an influencer and you get invited out to these places and there, you know, there's all this food, all these cocktails, all the, you know, open bar, what do you want to drink? You know, mm-hmm. you, I mean, just, you know, drink as much as you want, you know, and you're afraid you're not going to get the invite because you're not drinking anymore. So, you know, and then you want to be true to your online persona as, you know, a, living a healthy lifestyle. And you're like, well, I'm going to look inauthentic if I'm, you know, drinking all these drinks and eating all these things that, you know, that doesn't mean you can't do it. I like in my, my mind, I treat it like a a treat, you know, like, so I'm not going to eat birthday cake every day. I mean, you could, if you really wanted to, you could (laughs) eat birthday cake every day, but you know, a birthday cake is a special occasion. Valentine's day is coming up, right? So, you know, save the glass of wine or a nice bottle of wine for Valentine's day, you know, and you know, have a couple glasses and and then the next day you're good. You're back on track. But, you know, it doesn't mean it's a free for all to just like, right. you know, eat all the chocolate and drink all the wine, <laughs> you know, like, yes, chocolate, eat a couple pieces. It'll satisfy that sweet urge you have. But that doesn't mean eat the whole box of Valentine's, <laughs> you know, That's eat true. a couple of chocolates. But you know, I, I know we were talking before about moderation. Some people can do things in moderation and other people can't. And you have to know what your triggers are. If alcohol is the trigger that sends you down the slippery slope to drinking more, then you need to abstain. You know, like some people just cannot have cookies in their house. Like if they have cookies in their house, the cookies are inhaled, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> it's a trigger. For me, for my trigger is pasta. If there is pasta in the house, you know, like, and I'll, I've done all the zoodles and I've tried all the tricks to like, oh, let's eat more veggies. If pasta is there, I cannot eat that little half cup or whatever the portion size is for pasta. I'm going to eat the whole pot, you know? Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. it's, it's some of those, so. like, I can't, I mean, I'll, I like spaghetti squash, I'll be honest with you, but. I've tried all of them too, and I haven't yet found one that I really like. But the one thing I will say that I've noticed is I was always really big on keto before. It always worked, but like I would lose weight. I would get kind of, I don't know how to explain it the right way, but I would find myself, yes, I would drop weight fast. I would be skinny, but it didn't feel right. And I don't know if there's if this makes any sense at all, but I've, I remember one time somebody telling me, it was actually a bartender of all people, There was a, this was at a sports bar down the street from my house and everyone's hanging out. And 
this one guy, um, he was, you know, his background was Mexican. And I can't remember, he would drink whiskey all the time and he would complain about these horrible hangovers. And she goes, you need to drink the drink of your people. So she gave him tequila and he switched. And you know what? He even said, he goes, I'm good with one. I don't, I feel great. And it was just weird. But I look at that kind of as food. I mean, my, my background is Italian and I, I grew up on pasta and I was always, you know, relatively on, you know, the thinner side, I guess you would say. But I found that when I did keto and I did have pasta, I felt horrible and I, my body just didn't feel right. But now that I'm, I eat pasta probably five times a week. I make it at home and I, I use lots of fresh vegetables and everything. And I'm telling you, I, I can honestly say that I haven't gained weight. It gives me the energy that I need. And I'm good with that. I'm good with it. What do they call that? In, in intuitive eating? That's what they call that. Like, you know that you can eat this and it sustains you and it satisfies you. Um, yeah. Like if you, like if I'm eating pasta, I want more pasta and more pasta. Um, I, I do eat like protein with it, you know, like some chicken or whatever to, cause you, the protein is usually what curbs your appetite and then lots of veggies. But like tonight we're having, um, uh, do you, speaking of pasta, orichetti pasta is like sold out. What happened to orichetti pasta? Like I know the pastina is gone, yeah. but what happened to the orichetti? I cannot find it anywhere. Is that crazy? Did like, you try Amazon just out of curiosity? Oh no, I don't think Amazon. I just go to Publix. <laughs> I'm the same way, but I've, you know, if I'm looking I for something, Amazon. Shelf. Like what is happening? Shells are sold out too. Like there's no shells pasta. It's very I have a, crazy. I have a bunch of shells actually. Um, Diceco pasta. I actually met one of the sales reps on Instagram, but he sent me two cases of pasta. So I have, I have plenty of shells oh. right now. So I'm in. Oh, that's it, funny. Yeah. yeah. So I couldn't, and a lot of gluten free, you know, like carb alternative shell pasta, but I wanted the real, the real McCoy. I wanted the semolina, but yeah, my heritage is, um, you know, Italian, but Mastanza is, is Spanish. My family is from Ecuador. So we ate a lot of pasta and a lot of beans and rice growing up. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, what's really funny is, you know, when I was years ago, when I was doing like this, no carbs, I'm not doing any yep. carbs. I gave up beans and I gave up rice. Of course that didn't serve me at all. But, um, I, when I started eating beans again, you know, and I would mix it with like rice cauliflower, or I would eat it with some protein, you know, cause we still do beans and rice. Um, my, my kids love it. So it's a, it's a win-win in the house, but yeah, I can eat the beans and I can feel satisfied. So I think it's just that fibrous, you know, protein thing. You know, I, I just feel like my body breaks down the pasta too quickly and it, I just metabolize it too quickly and I'm hungry. So I have to, when I eat pasta, I really have to like, you know, it's a trigger. Like you yeah. have to know what triggers are, you know, yeah. and just like, <laughs> I will, yeah. you know, I can be around cake. I can be around all kinds of sweets, but the pasta, man, I'm just like, give me the pot. I'll eat the whole thing. <laughs> my trigger, this is really silly, but it's these Hershey's nuggets. I don't know if you've seen those in the store, oh, but those, yeah. they have the ones with the toffee in them. And every yeah. now and then I get a bag and my daughter laughs at me because I, I keep going and getting more and getting more and I can't stop. So I finally said, I can't buy these anymore because I can't yeah. like, that's one thing I got to yeah. eat them all. And pretzels too. Yeah, pretzels that's, are, and that's, that's good. And you know, your trigger, you just mm -hmm. don't keep it in the house, but 
uh, I live with, you know, four other people who like, you know, there's always garbage in our house, always like <laughs> chips and like, ah, uh, y'all are killing me. Yeah. So Both my kids yeah, are very so lucky. Like, they're thin and can eat whatever they want. They're, your they're, kids? Yes, they're both t- getting. They're both taller than me. Um, mm-hmm. They get it from their dad. I mean, he's six two, I think it is, and they're just they're very lucky. I mean, they can. I mean, obviously they're teenagers, and I was at like that at one point in my life. But mm-hmm. yeah, I I can't eat the way they do. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, like it's when it's, I was younger. That's that was that was I was really heavy when I was younger, and um, when I got into college, I. I don't know if it was the stress or, you know, I was living on a college budget, but I lost a lot of weight in college. And, um, and then I just kind of kept it off until I had kids. So, and then, um, it, I didn't actually start running until I was in my mid thirties. So I was a late, late in life runner. So I started running at 35 to kind of like, up, you know, up my cardio. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so for me, you know, having been heavier when I was younger, um, you know, the food, I can't have certain foods in the house. Like I just need to just, you know, it's funny. We have a freezer full of ice cream because my, my family are, they, oh, do you know, Jenny's ice cream? Yes, I do. Oh, it's their favorite. And, and ice cream is BOGO right now at Publix. And so I have a freezer full of ice cream, but I won't eat it. Cause it's, I just, it's not my trigger. You know, it's not the thing that I'm like, I need ice cream. But yeah, that's, um, it's, it's one thing I've had to real that I, it took me a while to figure it out, but now I'm, when I get invites to restaurants, I plan ahead. It's, it's very important yeah. to do so. You know, I look at what, if a restaurant reaches out to me and they say, we want you to feature this, then I, I plan accordingly. So I'll know, okay, I try to drink a ton of water. I'll mm-hmm. eat extremely healthy before. I mean, a lot of people say they don't eat if they're going to an event. I don't believe in that. I, I do believe to. in eating. Yeah. I'll stock up. I on, completely agree. Yeah, you have to, mm-hmm. because it really does make a difference. And I found that it, it allows me to enjoy those things. I don't have to eat everything, but I eat mm-hmm. enough to be satisfied, to really enjoy it. And then I take the rest home, eat it later or whatever. But this is probably the the best thing I've ever done. And I'm really enjoying how things are going right now for me for, That's you know, just so balancing. That's so yeah. great. I'm so proud of you because not everybody can get to the point where they will abstain or, or, mo- you know, do moderation or, you know, um, that's a big, big step, you know, towards living healthy. And I'm so proud of you for doing that. It just, really- like I said, it just, you know, it just happened. It literally, people just say like you wake up one day and you just feel differently. And that's exactly what happened to me. And, um, and I've learned, I mean, a lot of things have come with it, you know, with these changes, you know, it's funny how my phone doesn't ring as much. Um, there's a lot of people that were always around when I was out hanging out at the bars and drinking mm-hmm. on the weekends and life is a lot quieter, but it's a lot more productive and but I'm enjoying it. In that, but in that quiet, yeah, I was just going to say it might be quieter, but you're good with who you are mm-hmm. and you're, you're best company, you know, like I admire how you have no qualms with going out to dinner by yourself. I don't know if I could do that. You know, I, I, I I know I'm so impressed by that. I think that's fantastic, you know, but you're right about the invitations. Um, I know I used to do dry January. Mm -hmm. I don't do it. I don't, I say used to, because I've learned 
um, I, I'm not quite where you are with abstaining, but like I'll do, like I'll save my, like I was saying, I'll save the wine for Valentine's day or a date night with my husband, you know? Um, but so I used to do dry January and I would go like six months without a drink. It was amazing. I, and, and I did it for health reasons. You know, I was like trying to like, I didn't, I didn't like how I felt just mm-hmm. putting it bluntly. I didn't like how I felt. I didn't like how I looked. Cause when you drink, people don't want to believe this, you know, everybody wants to get fillers, but they don't realize that all that drinking is so bad for your skin, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it really does like you get the puffiness in your face. Like, you know, you ever see those before or afters of people that what they look like when they were drinking yes. and then when they weren't drinking, it's amazing. And there is so much truth to that. So I, did you, have you noticed that your skin is probably better now because you're drinking less? Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, I try to really drink a lot of water. My, the only thing I have to really work on right now is caffeine because since I do work from home, I love coffee and I love Celsius and I find yeah. myself always, you know, yeah. I need to pick me up. So those are the only two things I'm working on, but, um, I have a water bottle. I just, I aim to do half a gallon a day. And I start that's in the morning great. and I carry it with me and that's what yeah. I do. And it works. Um, I'll add enhancers to it just to keep it yeah. a little exciting. But mm-hmm. it's easier to do so also when, when you are running and working out because the, you know, yeah. but it makes yeah. all the difference. You're yeah. so thirsty. But um, getting back to like the dry January, I, um, so I went like a whole six months and it was amazing. I had, you know, how I had a friend who was saying something like, well, if you're not drinking, you don't want to come over and hang out. Right. Uh, you know, and it's like, no, I, I can still hang out and I can be around alcohol, but it, it's like my drinking, my not drinking. And this is probably what you've noticed is my not drinking was making them uncomfortable. You know, it's like, because I'm, they're having to self reflect, you know, and they don't want to do that. That's the pushback. But yes, um, that is one thing I've noticed is that I, um, I've been to events and people always question you. Why aren't you drinking? What's wrong with you? And I hate that because I feel like, why do you have to explain anything? It's a choice. Let it go. If someone tells me they're not eating carbs or whatever, I don't care. It's just, who cares? Yeah. It's just You're people so are too right. worried. Yeah. It's, you always have to explain it. Yeah. So weird. Like, yeah, you do. You have to, like, if I said to you, oh, I'm keto. I'm not eating any carbs. I'm going keto, mm-hmm. keto, you know, nobody would question it, you know, but if you, as soon as you say, yeah, I'm not drinking, they're all like, what, why? That's they want to so know why all the questions come out. And I've even had the, this is one thing that I will say that I'm hoping will start to change a little bit is a lot of times, like I can go to a bar, I could sit there with people drinking and I can be completely content with a club soda or a diet Coke, I'm fine. I'm still going to tip. In fact, I'm probably going to tip you even more, you know, but I was at a place with a friend for football and he was drinking like whiskey Sprite and I was just drinking diet Coke. And every time, like, cause they were small glasses, my drink would be empty. The girl would come up to him, offer him another drink and she completely ignored me. And I'm like, can I get, (laughs) can I get a refill? And it really pissed me off. I was like, am I chopped liver? Refill isn't caught. She's not making money on your diet coke refill. It was just, it was just an observation I made, and I thought, okay, this is. If I was drinking liquor, you would want to keep doing it. And the funny thing was, is I ended up tipping more than he did, and I just thought, you know. Anyways, yeah. So like when I go to a bar, if you know, if I so like I don't have to drink. 
you know, a lot of times I do, I do like to have a glass, you know, a, a craft beer if I'm going to, you know, I love local craft beers. I love yeah. craft beer. So, um, but if I'm somewhere and I look at the taps and I don't, you know, like it's gotta be really good. Like I'm not going to waste, you know, the calories on a crappy beer, you mm-hmm. know? Yep. So, and there's times where I've gone and I'm like, yeah, I'm not feeling any of those. And you just, you don't drink it. So, but it's not that I have to drink it. I just choose not to, you know? Exactly. So I think between the, you, you and I, like we're like, a a balance like you're you're on one spectrum like giving up completely to the you know the over the board you know borderline alcoholic I'm like somewhere here (laughs) yeah it's again it's it's interesting I encourage anyone listening like if you've ever thought about it you know just try it for a little bit just you know take a break even if it's just a week but one thing I highly recommend is really following a lot of the hashtags on Instagram, like for sober living and things like that, and really listening yeah. to people's stories. I listen to, I watch a lot of videos and reels on like doctors that talk about it. And like I said, I've, I'm learning still every day. I'm learning something new and mm-hmm. it's just, um, it's just where I'm at right now in my life. And it's I can't great, say, but, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're, you're in a good place for mm-hmm. it, you know? And so I think that's the takeaway is like you're saying, you know, just like that's why dry January is such a great time because people go always go overboard during the holidays and then January 1st, they're able to redirect and focus their attention on, you know, on a living healthier and being more mindful. And then at the end of the month, you can evaluate, well, how did you feel? You know, it's. But uh, thank you again for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. Well, thank you everybody for joining us today. You can follow Denise at Run DMT, kind of like DMC, but DMT, which stands for Denise Mistanza Taylor on Instagram. She's definitely one of the OGs in the blogging world in Tampa. I'm very honored to know her. So you guys, I hope you have a great rest of your weekend and thank you again for listening. Mm-hmm.